think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan? Brave the Wild is available on all your favorite podcasting apps and is also on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so much, Dylan and Kyle, for having me on board there. Coming out of Vancouver, British Columbia, thank you once and always to all of you for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. The Minnesota Wild played three games this past week, and, well, um, we didn't win any of them, but we got two points out of it. Yeah, yeah, well, like I said, we got two points out of it. Hey, that's just, like, the same as, like, winning one of the three. Well, not really. It doesn't work that way in the playoffs, but, well, we got two out of six points. And, yeah, yeah, an overtime loss and a shootout loss against two New York clubs that were pretty damn talented and shut out by Thomas Grice in the, uh, St. Louis Blues. Hmm. Uh, Okay. Anyhow, Thomas Grice is a good goalie and everything. He's had a nice career, but, um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Wasn't really good this year, was he? All right. Well, three games to review, three games to preview. The New York Islanders, we get to have the New York two-step. I can't imagine, though, going back-to-back from Buffalo, New York, back to the Twin Cities to play the St. Louis Blues was easy. So that's part of the reason why the Wild were kind of flat and a lot of their shots were flat in the game as well. That's kind of a story there. And then come back and then go back two days later to New York City for the Rangers or, you know, the Madison Square Garden. Obviously, all the wonderful history there in a pretty epic hockey game. But, I don't know, we lost. That sucked. And we, well, obviously, there was a lot of energy used in Buffalo, 6-5 to five game. But, no, uh, the next week's games, New York Islanders, Arizona Diamondbacks. No, Arizona Coyotes. I don't even know who they are anymore. The Arizona Coyotes and the Washington Capitals a couple of days later. So a couple of days rest on Sunday and Monday for the Minnesota Wild. They might kind of need it. I don't know. And that was kind of a tough go. I, uh, that was a, that, That's a tough break. Uh, Buffalo, New York. St. Paul, Minnesota. You know, just like that, back to back. Not easy. So I don't know. I, I think that's kind of sort of an excuse, though I'm sure the coach and the players don't want to hear that, I'm sure. And I don't either, frankly. Win win the game, damn it. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe winning against Buffalo once in a while again. It was nice when we used to do that. Let's get to the Buffalo game right away. January the 7th, as we're moving right along here when it comes to the month of January. 
NFL playoffs and all that cool stuff. You hear about that with the DraftKings app. Uh, DraftKings Ad Today, pardon me, app. It's not an application, though. Actually, DraftKings is an application, but the ad isn't an yeah, sorry. This was a very up-and-down, fun, entertaining hockey game, but the Wild didn't didn't muck it up at all. That's the problem. And the same with the New York Rangers. We tried to get cute a little too much in a lot of these games and tried to say, okay, uh, we, we have a good offense too, Yeah, but not as good as the Buffalo Sabres offense. They are kind of toying with the Minnesota Wild off and on in this game. It's like when you watch it back and watch highlights and lowlights and this light and that light and LED lights and, yeah, Sorry, I'm a little hyper here. <laughs> um, it wasn't, yeah, it, it's it's not really their kind of game. And again, Buffalo looked like they were toying with the Minnesota Wild throughout this game. Rasmus Dolan, holy schmuck. He looked like, <laughs> he looked like Hale McCarr out there. He looked like Bobby Orr. I mean, holy. <laughs> and one of his two goals was absolutely spectacular the way he just kind of waited, 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 waited as he was kind of sliding to the right and then released the shot and scored. Two goals, three assists for Rasmus Dahlin, looking like a number one overall pick. It's about freaking time, right? <laughs> He'd been getting better and better the last couple of years, but he looks like a number one overall pick now. 46 points on January the 7th, by the way. Well, it's not quite, but it's a week ago. It was actually a little bit less than that because he's had some points since, but 46 points already. On January 12th, uh, today's date, 13 goals, which equals last year's uh, number, which was a career high in 80 games. That's one of the major things with Rasmus Dahlin, able to stay healthy now, which is great. He'd missed a couple games here and there, and then the, the that that thing called a pandemic kind of slowed him, uh, slowed everybody down. And he only had 23 points in 2021, so kind of crazy. Um, got up to 40 last year, which is actually a career high. But I, oh, excuse me. Um, 53 last year, which is a career high, and um, yeah, 40 assists, but yeah, he's on pace for God knows 60, 70 points this year, 75 points, maybe, you know, he is just tearing it up, he might even be on pace for 80, the way he's going, he's actually ahead of a point a game right now, looking like Bobby Orr, so Rasmus Dolan is one of the reasons why this Buffalo offense is off the charts, kicking ass right now, and I want the Buffalo Sabres to make the postseason. I could see the Buffalo Sabres trying to make a Devin Dubnik type of move, though, obviously, because you're not going to get too far when you're giving up four or five goals a game. You know, I mean, the Royals scored five goals because we could in this game. Uh, goaltending there is not that great. I have nothing against Lukanen, but, I mean, the numbers haven't been good. Um, the defense in Buffalo isn't all that spectacular either, necessarily, except the defense men. Uh, <laughs> Rasmus Dolan is a spectacular player. Outside of him, I mean, you don't really get too excited. Um, for the most part. Of course, Owen Power is a guy a lot everybody's heard of as well. Like, no kidding. So, Owen Power, yes. Uh, he's already got 14 assists on the season. He was the number one pick in 2021. So, I stand corrected, of course. November 22nd. <laughs> Gotta love that. Uh, 02. Obviously, Owen Power. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, Owen Power's there. <laughs> but overall, again, I mean, he's, he's kind of just getting started. So, you know, it's it still kind of is what it is. Guys are still getting better. And, you know, a couple of good defensemen at the same time. You need a little bit more. And, obviously, they turn the puck over. It's a little bit of a mess, but the offense is generally spectacular. Casey Middlestead with three assists in the game. you got to love what he's doing. Uh, Ryan Hartman, Julius Sedek, both a goal and an assist in the game. We appreciate that. Karol Kaprizov got another goal. Tends to score almost every night, but Kalen Addison also... 
Um, great play, getting the puck up to uh, help Julius Erickson get his goal to be one-on-one with uh, Lukanen. Great, uh, great feed from Kalen Addison on that case. He is actually number one in all rookie defensemen right now in scoring, so great job, Kalen Addison. Not spectacular numbers, but good. I mean, good, good, like 21 points, right? So we'll take it. 21 points is damn good. Three goals and 18 assists for Kalen Addison, which is third on the team, tied with Jules Erickson-Eck. Kirill Caprizov and Zuccarillo are, you know, are ahead of those guys. But, um, yeah, uh, absolutely love uh, Kalen Addison and his progress with the Minnesota Wild. But, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this game was just a little bit too back and forth. And like I keep saying, it felt like the theme of this game. Buffalo was kind of toying with us, including all the way up to the game-winning goal in overtime. Just kind of tic-tac-toe. It's like, they're like, okay, we're coming up the ice kind of all casual, and then moving the puck around for this guy, that guy, you know, the tic-tac-toe, but then all of a sudden just release shot, goal, and the game was over, just like that. That's kind of what it felt like. They kind of lulled us to sleep, and then the, the quick hands, the quick release on the shot, and obviously the accuracy and the placement of the puck uh, made uh, Marc-Andre Fleury feel pretty irritated, pretty frustrated, giving up six goals. He was furious uh, after the game, and I can't imagine why, right? Um, so, that was kind of the story of that game. Buffalo just, they look like a really <laughs> talented team with a f- phenomenal future. Obviously, again, like Erasmus Dolan, Owen Power, guys like that. And, the you know, a couple of wonderful trades. <clears throat> as good as Jack Eichel is, and he's been good for the Golden Knights when freaking healthy, if healthy, when, if and when healthy. Alex Tuck, Tage Thompson, obviously the Tage Thompson trade was with uh, St. Louis Blues. Ryan O'Reilly, obviously, it's just one of those things. St. Louis won the Stanley Cup. Ryan O'Reilly was pretty much about the main reason they did, outside of Jordan Bennington's magical run, where uh, Ryan O'Reilly wound up with a Conn Smythe. I thought Bennington you know, probably should have got it, but that's okay. Ryan O'Reilly was really good, too, and he was the difference maker outside of Jordan Bennington for that team. Uh, and I remember going. I remember starting off that year thinking, yeah, St. Louis is legit now. They have Ryan O'Reilly. Holy cow. You know, he was the best player on Buffalo, and just getting going, uh, yeah, he's, he's in his prime and blah 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 Well, nowadays, obviously, Ryan O'Reilly has fallen off the map, as we I talked about him the last uh, couple shows and such. He's fallen off the map. He's, he's slowed down quite a bit. And then now uh, Buffalo's reaping the benefits of the whole prospects, you know, giving up prospects to get a current player. And Tage Thompson's been a huge shocker, huge surprise, a 30-plus goal guy already in January. <laughs> so, um Buffalo's got a chance to really be something here in the not-too-distant future. Again, a Devin Dubnik type of trade. Maybe they'll be looking at something like that. Uh, trading for a goalie could help Buffalo's chances to make a playoff run as soon as this season. As soon as this season. Yeah, I said it. Uh, Tyson Jost also an assist in the game. Congratulations, Tyson Jost. I'm not trying to be rude. Apparently, he's like one of the coolest guys out there. Really nice guy. So, uh, Russo said about that. And, yeah, just really nice guy. So, um, and I know I can relate to some of that, the nice guys finishing last thing, but hope, hopefully uh, Tyson Jost has more and more success with the uh, Buffalo Sabres. I, I was almost thinking, why isn't he on Colorado? Well, no, that's where he came from originally, so yeah, I'm kind of kind of losing my mind here, and I apologize. <laughs> he was just a pickup, yeah, he just signed, it was, yeah, they, he was a claim, so it wasn't like we traded him, so we traded for him, and now, yeah, Sturm is actually scoring goals but not getting any assists when it comes to the uh, San Jose Sharks. Once went there as a free agent. 
Anyhow, yeah, it was what it was. St. Louis Blues, what more can you say? Again, the Wild, if this was a playoff series, we're down 3-0, just like that. And the final score of this game was 3-0. I don't know. St. Louis has become one of those teams for Minnesota. It's, you know, this felt like just like the Jake Allen game in a lot of ways. Jake Allen game one, the uh, playoff series, I believe that was 16-17, right? Where the Wild looked so freaking promising. And then just we just kind of weren't. Um, Thomas Grice did stop 35 shots face that were uh, you know that came his way. The Wild dominated the puck most of the game, not the whole game. And St. Louis got their timely goals and the empty netter in the end. Philip Gustafson has been all-star level. He has been all-star level. I'm going to talk about him some more shortly. Thomas Grice, obviously an established, distinguished career, mostly as a backup, but a, a name, a guy who's been around forever. Coming out of Germany, he was a third-round pick for the Shocks years ago. Goals against average, well, it certainly helped getting that shutout down to 3.23 now, and a save percentage 91. So he's a better goalie than, I don't know, like than, than it might appear, so to speak. And obviously with Detroit last year, he struggled mightily. But when Thomas Grice is on, he's on. And at the same time, the Minnesota Wild, it seemed like, again, a lot of our shots were flat. Not, of them, not many of the pucks were raised on the shots in this game. Everything was kind of low. Not that that means, like, everything necessarily, but I, I don't know. I mean, when everything's low, it's easier for the goalie to stop, honestly, when everything is. It gets kind of predictable, and it's kind of, I don't know, the goalie doesn't have to move as much, that type of thing. Especially Thomas Grice, the older guy. What is he, 35? Man, he's huge, too. 6'2", 232. He's a monster. Um, yeah, he is 35. He's almost 36. He's No, he's 36. No, he's going to turn 37. But, yeah, so is Marc-Andre Fleury. He's ancient, <laughs> even older. Um, January 29th. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, the Wild were pretty flat, generally speaking. We were getting the pucks on net and everything, but, again, it felt like everything was kind of flat. Maybe, I don't know, God, guys' arms were tired. I don't know. I don't know what to say, necessarily. The puck was on net. Grice, was, and Grice just got the job done, bottom line. And... The Minnesota Wild have been, I don't know, kind of sloppy, turning the pucks over and such. Braden Shen with a couple goals, including the empty netter. Brandon Staub with a point and an assist on Shen's uh, first goal to make a 2-0 St. Louis. 14 minutes into the third period, that's when you started thinking, see, the whole game, the Wild were in it, but just couldn't freaking finish. Uh, the Brandon Saad goal felt kind of lame. I don't know. It just, I don't know. Guys kind of falling asleep on that one. And I, I don't know. I mean, generally speaking, Gustafson was good, but on the goals given up, it just didn't. It just didn't feel right. That kind of situation, the play in front of him, just I, I don't know. It's like kind of like you fell asleep for a split second, and that's how it goes. That's that's hockey. You know, a lot of goals are scored that way. Obviously, uh, just that split second where you're just kind of off. You're facing the wrong way, or what, or what, what have you. You just simply get beat. Uh, bottom line. <clears throat> Um, Mason Shaw, yeah, I don't know. Mason Shaw's certainly not been good lately. Um, the high-sticking four-minute uh, blood, that didn't help. Again, that was kind of one of the... Uh, that's when the power play happened. I mean, a four-minute power play with the high stick. I mean, Sean, he's uh, obviously... I, I don't know, he's been a little bit of a mess, hasn't he? And the Wild, generally speaking, uh, are, are a mess. Like, penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty... This wasn't the worst penalized game ever. Of course, there were only three St. Louis power plays in the game and, and three Minnesota Wild power plays. Of course, the Wild were over three without even looking at without even looking at anything. Just 
they had three penalties and the Wild didn't score. That's all you got to say. <laughs> St. Louis did. But yeah, the four minutes, you know, that kind of thing is it's going to kill you. Four minute are going to four minute penalties are going to kill you. So again, the blood drawn type of situation. Um, God. So it is what it is. It is what it is. And I hate that phrase, but I said it anyway. I don't hate it, but uh, it gets tiring. I'm sure other people hate it. I, I don't hate it. Sorry. January 10th, New York Rangers. Fun hockey game. Fun, but sloppy again. Come on, guys. And they gave up 43 shots. 43 shots on net. Fleury did pretty much everything he could. Uh, I can imagine the frustration for the guy. Can't even imagine. Uh, the Buffalo game and then this one. Uh, uh, Gus Gustafson only faced actually like 23 shots. And again, two of them went in when it came to St. Louis. And I felt like guys were falling asleep on both of those goals. Again, Gustafson looks like an all-star out there. I'm going to be honest. Uh, Shaw was scratched in this uh, New York game, and I'm not surprised. I think that's kind of, yeah. And I like Shaw, damn it. You know, you, I mean, you heard, how, uh, you heard how highly I've talked about him pretty much most of the year. But I got to tell you, the last three weeks or so, Mason Shaw has not been good. He's not been good. He certainly hasn't been factoring in the scoring either. And, again, I understand fourth fourth line and all that. You're not going to get as many scoring opportunities as guys even on the third line or anything like that. Um, I forgot to talk about Brandon DeHame a little bit, too, going back to the Buffalo game. I mean, just right out of the gate. He was the first guy to score, and that was his first game back. So that felt really good. And Brandon DeHame, like I keep saying, he's 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 a better player than he was last year. Just got to stay freaking healthy. But, like, he looks like a guy who could be a third-line player which, again, isn't like, holy crap, he's a star. But no, a third. he looks like he could be a legitimate third-line player. Um, obviously not ultra-productive, but still pretty good. Still on the fourth line with DeWer and Reeves, and I think that's probably where you got to go right now. Uh, Shazi, unfortunately, looks like the 13th forward. But guys get hurt, guys get banged up, and guys have bad games, too. So things happen. Um, you know, like people like Greenway, he's been, you know, he, he'd been sick, and then he'd been scratched, and he's been disappointing as hell. So, but he's on the grief line. Hey, leave it alone. It's the grief line. You, you can't touch the grief line. You can't do it. Can't do it. You know, that's the funny part. So, they play so well together. It's but the guy, the GR of the grief line has been freaking frustrating and disappointing. Honestly, he's been disappointing most of the time he's been here, to be fair. Did I, I didn't say that, did I? That's kind of sacrilegious, isn't it? I don't know. He's been disappointing most of the time. Um... He's just one of those guys, something's missing. Just something is missing. Damn it. Alex Goligoski, of course, scratched again and scratched again. I feel bad for him. Um, eventually, Dumba probably should be. I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's falling asleep all the time. Uh, I, I swear, every time, like a St. Louis goal, New York goal, Buffalo goal, it seems like Dumba's on the ice for almost, <laughs> almost all the time. He was a plus one in this game, though, because, again, the Wild did provide some offense. And this one on Brodeen with a rare point this year. Shoot. Uh, John Merrill getting the puck on that. It looked like Felino had deflected it, but he did not. Felino did score against Buffalo with his body, basically, which is funny. The puck bounced off his chest, basically, and into the net as I kind of go back and forth in these games. And it's been that kind of week. These games are all kind of similar, kind of sloppy, high scoring, except for the St. Louis game it wasn't high scoring at all. It was just kind of a, a muck fest, basically. And couldn't get the puck really, couldn't get anything past Grice. Uh, most of the shots were just shot right to him, right into his pads. That's, again, a lot of those low shots right into Grice's pads, so it's extremely frustrating, to say the least. 
you know, make him work a little more, damn it, even though it's like 35 shots, but make him work to actually stop the shots. And that was kind of the curse with uh, Jake Allen in the past as well. Uh, Kaprizov with yet another goal. Sam Steele had a couple assists. Really good pass on the uh, Kaprizov goal. Good release, and you could see... Uh, <laughs> You can see Gerald Gallant flipping out, saying, get effing, behind, get effing back, get effing back. He was furious. Yeah, because uh, Truba pretty much was kind of caught. He just is a bad angle. He was kind of caught at a bad angle and could, didn't get back enough, and it was kind of too late, too little too late. Um, extremely sloppy in the neutral zone in this game. Holy crap, it led to two goals. Two goals, at least, if not more, um, if I'm blanking. But, I mean, I, I remember two goals very, very clearly. And, of course, again, re-watching things as well. Adam Fox's goal. Again, Boldy, what is going on? He just looked like a little kid. on the Just just got schooled by um, Adam Fox. And then uh, same thing with Ryan Harmon also. It was almost out of the neutral zone into the wild zone, actually. And, of course, again, Dumba's turnovers have been terrible as well. <sighs> Which goal was it? I think that was the... Yeah, yeah, it was the one that tied it up, if I remember correctly, with Hartman. Just like, what the devil is going on here? So, yeah, the Adam Fox goal. Just, yeah, that's why I was unassisted. Boldy just kind of, whoop. So, took it away. Uh, Miller took it away from Hartman. And then Fox and Scheitel was able to get his 12th goal. And that led to the tie game, which ultimately ended up being the Wilds' doom. Because can't hold on to the lead and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, the Wild end up going into the shootout. Get a couple goals. The first one, though, I, I don't know what was going on. Fleury had the puck and just fell. So I'm not sure what was going on there. I'm not, I don't know. If it literally just went underneath him, it almost looked like he tripped on the puck. That's what it looked like. So that was like, he stopped it, right? He, what the, really? And that, that was frustrating. And on Goodrow again, just, I don't know. It looked like he had the right move, the right idea, but I don't know, Sister can just... You know, just was ready. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't faked out at all. He just wasn't phased and made the stop. And that's why he's one of the best goalies and one of the best young goalies in the NHL. And the New York Islanders will have a will have a similar situation there. And good for them. Um, that's why they struggled last year. The goaltending and the defense just disappeared uh, with the with the coaching change and such. Uh, Thomas Grice was phenomenal with the Rangers. Remember, Islanders. Pardon me. Before this week was really kind of. I don't know. Like, who do you give the who do you give the awards to? The awards, the demerits, and it might always feel like I'm picking on Dumba. Uh, he, I'm probably not going to give it to him this week. Actually, probably not. I have a different guy. I'm gonna, I'm thinking of giving it to the. If we could go back a little bit further, it would be Gustafson for sure, and he was good against St. Louis. And like I just said, he's been playing like an all-star this year. He's, he's at an all-star level. 2.25 goals against average. Save percentage, 92.4. That's awesome. 9-6 and six record. You know, and, that, and that's after the loss. So, Gustafson looks really good. Fleury's goals against average at least is under 3 now. <laughs> and it's no disrespect to Fleury. It's, he's, he's been out there in... I mean, actually, his, his goals against average has gone up. What am I talking about? It was 2-7-ish. And this past week was not fun for him. The play in front of him has been a frickin' mess. A frickin' mess. Um, they flat sucked. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm just making fun of the coach there, Dean Everson. But, yeah, they have flat sucked in front of him in a lot of plays in those stinking uh, neutral zone turnovers. As the game, luckily, is flashing on the screen right now. Yeah, Miller just had that second goal, or first goal, pardon me. That was the bully turnover. Okay, Andre Miller there, number 79. 
Don't think he was born that year, though, by the looks of him. <laughs> I was. I was born in 79. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making it all about me, right? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, who do I give it to this week? It's tough. I know who I, I, yeah, I know who I'm going to give the the shepherd to. It's going to be a guy who's been a little James Shepherd like lately. Not for long though. I'm sure he'll turn it around. The Madonna, I'm going to go with Kalen Addison. That might not be the best choice. You might be like he screwed this up. He's this no, he was actually pretty good this past week. Nobody's perfect obviously. He was pretty good. Otherwise Julian Shenack is up there. But even he has some weird gaffes. No. Um Kalen Addison, yeah. I think Kalen Addison and again being the top scoring rookie defenseman. What the heck? Uh, obviously a nice place. Kalen Addison will bring in the Mike McDonough Award for this episode. The James Shepard Memorial is Matt Boldy. Uh, he's not providing offense. He's getting sloppier. Um, I don't know. And it just he just looked weak. He just looked really weak on that uh, Miller one. So And that kind of helped get the Rangers going. After the Wild had built a 2 nothing lead in the game. And I know the infamous re- repetitious saying of the two-goal lead is the most dangerous lead in hockey. But I don't know. Just hang on to the lead, whether it's dangerous or not, you know, hang on, hang on to the lead. Easier said than done. The Rangers are talented, very, very, very talented team. Offense, defense, they got everything. They're stacked. You know, they could win the Stanley Cup. They probably won't, but they could. You know what I mean? That that kind of thing. They probably won't, but they could. They could win the Stanley Cup um, because top to bottom, they're pretty good. And obviously you got the young talent, the veteran talent, the phenomenal goalie, the great defenseman, uh, and all that kind of stuff, and the way they capitalized on the Wild's mistakes. You know, I mean, you just look at the Rangers and you just feel like that is a that's a good team. You just you know you just have to watch for a couple of minutes. Like, that's a good team. Um, so that's where I feel. Now with that, we'll take a quick break and we're going to preview the three games and look at the prospects. Segment number two, time to do some previews. But first, we're going to hear from DraftKings, and it's NFL Wild Card Week. So even though this is hockey, this is a ho- hockey show, but yeah, that's with DraftKings and NFL <laughs> NFL Wild Card Weekend. I mean, how can you not talk about that? So that's when you talk about DraftKings. And pick pick Cincinnati, pick San Okay, I'm just kidding. Well, you get the idea. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for Wild Card Round action is DraftKings Sportsbook an official betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus all, plus all, new and, so it's every customer, new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. <clears throat> just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet to back a, a Back up to $10. Action's so good. Why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed it very much. It's been a lot of fun. Of course, <laughs> certain teams are going to certain teams are gonna let you down, but that is the way it goes. And then otherwise, 
picking the Vikings last week was like the easiest money ever uh, because, yeah, Chicago quit on the game on purpose and wanted the number one pick. Anyhow, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL and get 250 bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. That is, of course, the Hockey Podcast Network. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And again, yes, I'm looking forward to that. And Wildcard Weekend is an absolute blast. I previewed that on Purple Mafia on the Pigskin Podcast Network, TPPN. And then, of course, after that, uh, this upcoming Sunday, we'll be previewing the divisional round, which you could argue is the best round of all when it comes to the postseason. You get rid of the junk, the leftover junk that snuck into the playoffs. And then you get the real thing. Maybe a team that looked like junk isn't junk. You know, they pull off the upset, and now they might be going on a playoff run like a Tampa Bay. You never know. They look like junk. Maybe they won't be. Maybe Seattle isn't junk. They pull off a massive upset. So maybe that's what you're betting on with your DraftKings Sportsbook app. Fun stuff, right? Could be fun. And yes, it is your app, doggone it, and mine. (laughs) Yes, my app and your app. Let's do it. New York Islanders, the New York Islanders, 22-17-3. They're sixth in the Metropolitan Division. They're kind of dangling around in that eighth, ninth position in the Eastern, no, Eastern Conference. is better than the West right now. Kyle Palmieri, New York Islanders placed him on injured reserve as of the 17th of December. Adam Pella is uh, on injured reserve as of December 6th course that's not definite you never know some guys are playing and it still shows them as injured which is kind of weird how would you like to be in boston right now boston Celtics, best record in the nba boston bruins best record in the nhl doesn't guarantee anything but must be fun though must be fun you might have a real shot at winning a championship all right anyhow new york islanders in the wild in comparison and all that wild are 22nd in goals the islanders are 19th Goals against the Wilder, ninth. Obviously, Gustafson, huge part of that. Islanders are seventh. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep, even better. This is the first time the Wild will be playing the Islanders this year, and Tuesday, February 28th, will be the next game in Excel Energy Center. In this case, this one is, in, of course, in the aisle. Power play, the Wilder's 14th. The Islanders are 27th. Penalty kill, the Wilder's 17th. It feels like worse sometimes, but they are. Uh, but the Islanders are 8th in the penalty kill. The Wild are no longer the worst the most penalized team in the NHL, basically, is what I'm trying to say. They're the second most. 31st now in the NHL with 570 penalty minutes. 507 penalty minutes, anyway. 17, 17th place for the New York Islanders and all that cute stuff. Zach Greasy still got it. Still playing. Is he great? Nah. But at least he's playing. And, yeah, well, it is what it is. <laughs> I want to go back on something real quick, if I possibly can. Yeah, there he is. I can click it in here without messing everything up. Yeah, relatively young. Yeah, yeah, he's young. I mean, Ila Sorokin, he's definitely emerged nicely. Third-round pick by the Islanders in 2014. 78th overall. And again, further proof, you can take good goalies anywhere. He's got three shutouts on the season, 2.3 goals against average, save percentage of 92.5. And he's been good his whole time in the National Hockey League. Career save percentage is 9.32. Or, excuse me, what am I saying? Yeah, his career save percentage is 9.24. Wow. 2.32 goals against average. 2.32 is what I'm trying to say. Uh, he's got a winning record and all that. Got the Islanders kind of a little bit more respectable last year. He's definitely got a future compared to what had been going on before. Um, took him a little while, but what else is new? Every goalie takes time to get to the NHL. 
So we'll continue here. Parisi, all them. Let's get moving. Yep. Uh, Simon Varlamov, again, he was uh, he was with the uh, Colorado Avalanche before, right? Yep, years ago, though. It's been a while. Varlamov has been around all over the place. Matt Barzal, again, recently signed a uh, big contract extension and all that. Big bucks. He's on pace for 82 points or 80 points or whatever. 81, whatever. He's missed one game this year and has he has 41, 41 points in 41 games, basically. Zach Parisi's, you know, he's been okay. He's got 12 goals on that season. So, again, kind of solid. Al Parisi would always kind of hang on and still be decent, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, he, he'd have these, these little renaissances. Looks like he's having another one right now. So, good for Zach Parisi with uh, 19 points in 42 games, 12 goals, 12 goals. And he's playing more of a role rather than trying to be the man or one of the main guys, you know, one of the leaders of the team and this and that. You know, he's just playing now, which is which is probably a much better fit. Obviously, if he was here, a big like, oh, he's one of the leaders. Like, no, he's not anymore. Give someone else a chance, okay? That was kind of the major problem here for, for a while. Brock Nelson, 39 points, 15 goals, 24 assists. That's tied for the team lead with Anders Lee. Lots of Minnesota ties here. Part of me for a minute was like, Kyle Opos, no, he's not there. He's on Buffalo. That's the other team we played. Both New York Islanders and the Buffalo Sabres have tons of Minnesota ties. Again, like I said, you know, like Middlestad and all them. Uh, three assists for Middlestad. That's a nice thing for him. So, boy, he needed that <laughs> to be fair. Again, Cal Clutterbuck. It's either former Wild players or, for, or or players that came out of Minnesota or both. Again, like Zach Parisi's both, of course. Um, yep, Cal Clutterbuck, only six points. He's still with the Islanders. It feels like he's got to be 70 years old. <clears throat> Kiefer Bellows, Minnesota ties again. Related to Brian Bellis, of course, his son, and he hasn't done a whole lot, unfortunately. That's a shame. Too bad. Hopefully he can uh, get going at some point. The other Sebastian Aho, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I better get off of that. But um, <clears throat> the Wild, hopefully, are going to win this game. I I hope so. It's, I don't know. Um, I think, I, I got a feeling they will, because they, they know they got a lot to clean up, that type of thing. I've got a feeling I don't think the Wild are going to go like an over this week in, in the win column. That'd be pretty ridiculous. Uh, things can change very quickly. St. Louis is just three points behind Minnesota, and St. Louis is the ninth seed in the Western Conference. Let's not forget that. Uh, Colorado Avalanche are five points behind Minnesota. Eventually, they're going to get things right. They're, they have a lot of injuries, of course, and Landis Cog hasn't played a single game this year, and he's nowhere near returning, which does probably mean the uh, Avalanche are not going to repeat as Stanley Cup champions. I I hope it's safe to say that, but I guess you never know. <clears throat> Seattle's maintaining their playoff position, and good for them. Seattle and Vegas, both very much in playoff contention. Seattle's ahead of the Minnesota Wild, among many other teams. What are they, the fifth seed? Yeah, Wild are sixth, technically. So we could be looking at L.A., Winnipeg, probably Winnipeg at the end of the day with the whole thing stack up. Probably, well, yeah, it's going to be Winnipeg. The only time you go out of uh, division is when you're a wild card, potentially, depending on how things match up and all that. Um, yeah, like who's going to make it, who isn't, that kind of thing. Maybe two teams make it from the same division, and that's what would create uh, interesting situations there. Um, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Minnesota Wild will beat the New York Islanders, believe it or not. Final score of 3-2. to two. And I'm going to predict Matt Boldy. <laughs> Matt Boldy 
has a nice game. I think Matt Boldy. Oftentimes when I when I when I when I rip on a player a little bit, which I didn't rip that hard on him, but when I rip on a player a little bit, they always seem to come out playing better. I don't know if it's just luck or whatever, <laughs> or if it's I don't know, or if it's just the I don't know. They're feeling the same thing I was feeling. Like man, I really I really sucked uh, lately, and I need to step up. Something like that. But I think Matt Boldy scores and has a good game against the New York Islanders in the Wild win three to two in a lower scoring game. Uh, I'm guessing Gustafson's in net. I think put Fleury in net versus Arizona. Let him have a, <clears throat> hopefully in his case, let him have a little break in terms of like, you know, points given up. I can't imagine the frustration of the guy right now. Arizona Coyotes. This could be a very positive week for Minnesota. Could be. Could be. Um, at least meet Lofit if you can. Two out of three ain't bad. That thing, you know, I've made that a million times. Saturday the 14th. Of January, Arizona is 13, 22 and 5. They're seventh place in the Central Division. That's our division, of course. Matias Mastelli, gotta love that name, expected to be out at least six weeks, according to NationalHockeyLeague.com, as of Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, I'm sorry to say. <clears throat> Doesn't say any type of injury, just out at least six weeks. Liam O'Brien, Liam O'Brien suffered an upper body injury on December 16th against the New York Islanders and is week to week. Andrew Ladd is out for 90 years. Okay, I'm just kidding. Basically, Andrew Ladd. The thing, yeah, I mean, he was out for how long? And then, <clears throat> sorry about that. And then all of a sudden he resurfaces after he got traded. You know, him and his contract got traded. Wow, isn't that the darndest thing? Because I remember there was talk about the Wild trading uh, Zach Parisi away for Andrew Ladd. But it's like, you know, Andrew Ladd's contract, that kind of thing. That would have been interesting. The Wild win 4-3 to three over Arizona on November 27th. Again, Saturday 14th is this game. And then Monday, that's in Excel Energy Center, by the way. Monday, February 6th in Arizona. And then Sunday, uh, March 2nd in Arizona. I need to backtrack. I apologize because I didn't talk about how the Islanders have done lately. They're actually 1-4 and four in their last five. It's not been good. Uh, they lost on New Year's Day versus Seattle 4-1. to one. Beat Vancouver 6-2. to two. Okay, these are all road games. Edmonton 4-2 to two loss. Calgary four to one loss, and then at home versus the Stars, two to one loss. Um, yep, New York has not been good lately. Minnesota take advantage of it. That's why they've kind of fallen off of the playoff picture. The, uh, the Islanders were like sixteen at one point, weren't they? Not that long ago. So, as for Arizona, they're twenty eighth in goals, twenty fifth in goals against. Well, it's better than thirty something like earlier. They've won a couple of games, so what the heck, right? Uh, power plays 23rd. Penalty kills 24th. And they're 27th in penalty minutes. So, you just don't lose this game. That's all. And I like the Arizona Coyotes. I want them to be successful. I'd like to see them get a new building and, and just be better. Uh, they've lost all of their last five games. They're on a, they've been getting slaughtered pretty much as well. Who knows? Maybe something they'll give and they'll beat us. That would really suck. <laughs> Wild are two and three in our last five, by the way. They had a little two game win streak and now they're on a three game losing streak. Five to three loss to Florida. Six to two loss to Philadelphia. These are on the road. Uh, Chicago, two nothing loss. Yowzers. You lost to the worst team in the league. Chicago is the worst team in the league. They might have the number one pick, and if they do, well, it could get interesting real quick because, yeah. Whew, the ta the the young phenom there that everybody wants. Okay, yeah, I think we want Chicago to be like second or third pick in the draft, okay? They can have the number one pick in the NFL draft. That's fine. Um, we'll see what happens with the Bears. But if the Blackhawks get the number one pick in the draft, ooh, not again, please, no, no, not the next Patrick Kane or whatever. 
Yeah, you know, the uh, the uh, Coyotes lost four to one to Arizona, uh, Pittsburgh, sorry, in Arizona, and lost to the Sharks four to two in Arizona. And the you know Philadelphia, how good is Philadelphia this year anyway? Yeah, way down, way down there. You know they're only one game under five hundred, but they're nowhere near the playoffs. Well, they're seven points out anyway. Philadelphia, I mean Chicago, worst record in all of hockey. Maybe Arizona's trying to tank, and what the hell? But nah. Nobody's really trying to tank, but then again, like they are. It's crazy to think when you think who's still on Chicago, at least two, two certain guys, particularly Patrick Kane, but they're all kind of like slacking off, not having a good year. Arizona has lost six in a row. The Kraken have won, have won six in a row. Wow. So they're actually the hottest team in the league at the moment. Outside of Boston, who's 8-0-2 in their last 10. Boston's going to win the Cup. No, I don't know. They... <laughs> They were so good a couple of years ago, and then the the interruption happened with the, the pandemic, so to speak, and then uh, yeah, I don't want to say the pandemic. Yeah, sorry. And then the um, the um, you know, and then they came back and got beat in the bubble. So too bad that interrupted a golden opportunity for Boston to win a cup, and that was Cassidy, of course, who's now coach of Las Vegas. Here I go sidetracking all over the place. I do that way too much, and I apologize. Um, Wild have to beat the Arizona Coyotes, right? He had Minnesota ties here. There always are going to be. The goaltending situation is, is, is adequate. I mean, not really. <sighs> KV, we can call him. Karel. <laughs> KV. Vemelka. Um, I hope I got it right. Save percentage of 3.35. Connor Ingram, slightly easier to pronounce, 3.92. Save percentage of 88.6, and then KV, we'll call him, uh, save percentage of 90, basically. Clayton Keller, you know, who's kind of a young up-and-comer, sort of. He's been for a while. Now he's probably a veteran enough that, I don't know, he's not, like, necessarily a prospect at this stage. 37 points in 40 games. Very good, you know, very good. But, again, not franchise good. Jacob Shukran's missed a ton of time, but he's almost a point-a-game guy. I would love to have him. And he's another one of those players that the Wild, you know, missed out on with the near miss in the draft. We could go on all day. Jack McBain, Mr. Trade Me Away. I don't want to be here. And the Wild got a, got a, you know, got a nice second round pick for him. So, what the hell? Uh, six goals, three assists in 40 games. <sighs> so, Jack McBain's not really impressing anybody. I suppose, though, he's young enough. Could still happen. Nick Bukestad, former Minnesota Wild. 17 points, 10 goals for Nick Bukestad. He's third on the Arizona Coyotes in goals. Third in the, on the team in goals, which tells you something about the Arizona Coyotes. Nick Schmaltz, old Schmaltz is all himself. He's missed a ton of games just like Shikrin. Only 24 games with 19 points. I like Nick Schmaltz a lot. Uh, former Chicago Blackhawk, Lawson Caruth, Matthias Maselli has been, had, had been good, but of course he's out for six weeks or so. It's more like five now, or last, it was Christmas Eve, so probably like a month now. Yeah. Zach Cassian, that's a familiar name. One goal. <sighs> Wild win the game. The Wild win the game. What was the final score last time? Four to three? Wild win five to three. Wild win five to three in this game. The guy that will score in this one is going to be Kalen Addison is going to get his fourth goal of the season. And the Minnesota Wild defeat the Arizona Coyotes. So two, two and oh to start off uh, this three game stretch. Then we get to play the Washington Capitals, who are a little tougher, obviously. And they have a Hall of Fame, uh, you know, obviously Hall of Fame forward. What just happened? 
Why is this on the NBA? Uh, oh, I know why. So I actually accidentally had it on the NBA, and then I switched it up to the NHL. That's why. Watching the Capitals, they're in sixth place in the Western Conference. 52 points, 23, 15, and 6. They've lost one in a row, basically. They're hanging around there with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, Washington is a very respectable team, of course. It's a road game for the Minnesota Wild. Darcy Kemper has been, well, he's been up and down, but four shutouts. When he's been on, he's been super on. Uh, Charlie Lindgren also in the net. 2.6 goals against average. No shutouts. 9-12 save percentage. Uh, Darcy Kemper, 2.52. Again, the four shutouts and about 92% save percentage. This guy named Alex Ovechkin has 29 goals, 19 assists, 48 total points. Kuznetsov, yep, Kuznetsov, obviously a wonderful player as well, with 30 assists for 36 total points. Dylan Strom has been hanging in there, obviously, for a while. John Carlson, who's had a reputation in the league. Nick Dowd, and yes, relation to Jim, yes, absolutely. TJ Oshie, uh, <laughs> kind of been <laughs> Garnet Hathaway, former Calgary Flame. Um, I know that name very well. And it rolls right off your tongue, doesn't it? Uh, TJ Oshie, that name rolls off your tongue too. Minnesota ties, but from Washington's, you know, the state of Washington. Um, not not Washington, D.C. It's kind of funny how that turned out. Did win a cup with the Washington Capitals a couple of years back or several years now. Um, but, yeah, he's no, nowhere near where he used to be. Pat well past his prime. Washington's kind of up and down, up and down, but, again, better than average team. They lost at Philly 5-3, beat Columbus 1-0, that's Darcy Camper there, 3-2 lost to Nashville, uh, beat Columbus in Columbus 6-2, they've been terrible, what a disappointment. And then another team that lost to the Buffalo Sabres, uh, oh, I went backwards, but that's okay. So I went from, Philly was the most recent game, uh, but a 5-4 loss to the Buffalo Sabres. How do the Sabres stack up? 7th in goals, 14th in goals against Power play 17th, penalty kills 11th, penalty minutes 13th, 13th. Um, already looked at that. It's again a two-game series because of the Eastern Conference. Tuesday, the 17th of January, and then Sunday, March 19th, in XL Energy Center. Uh, talked about the 3-2 and two record for the Washington Capitals. I think the Capitals beat the Wild. Um, I would love to see the Wild go 3-0 and in this. They beat the Wild. It could go to a shootout. Maybe we get 5 out of 6, which would be okay. Shootout or overtime, but I think the Islanders win the game. Something along the likes of 3-2. to two. The most likely guy to score will be... I mean, I could take Kirill Kaprizov every day, so I won't. I'll say Matt Zuccarillo <laughs> is going to score in this one. Or should I uh, have a different idea? I don't know. It could be anybody, obviously. Um, yeah, let's go with Matt Zuccarillo. For the Minnesota Wild, a 3-2 loss, though, to the Washington Capitals, unfortunately. Uh, but the Wild meatloaf this week, 2 out of 1. Uh, 2 out of 3 ain't bad, sorry, 2 and 1. Would make a little more sense. Let's jump into the prospects uh, post-haste. And, of course, a major shout-out to Hockey Database, Hockey DB. Really appreciate what they have brought forever. They are awesome. HockeyDB.com, and they're great guys. And thank you so much for following me on Twitter. Really appreciate you. We'll also look at Elite Prospects a little bit. We're going to actually open with them, and I know. They're like, yeah, shout out to them, but we're going to go to their competition. Yeah, I know. I'm a jerk. But it's because it's because of the uh, Liam Ugrin, Liam Ugrin and, and Danila Yurov. Um, some of these 
other leagues. It's just kind of it's just how, how it is, you know. But Hockey Database is obviously a great place to go, and both of these deserve a ton of respect. To be fair, Liam Ugrin, World Junior Classic, he had a couple of goals in seven games, and that's nice so far for the professional team over there on loan. Fourteen points, yeah, he's still where he was before, but did have a nice world. Well, he was okay in the World Junior Classic, a couple of goals. You know, I mean, that's not bad. And really appreciate that. It's a fun, fun brand of hockey, watching players from all over the world, young stars, future stars all over the world, represent their countries, and uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, look look good out there, perform well. Daniel Yurov, of course, at Russia, he was not in the World Junior Classic in this time around, unfortunately, but he was in the under-18 version of it. Wow, he was dominating. That was years ago, though, a couple years back. He was great in that one. Um... In the MHL, he's got 11 points in 10 games, two goals, nine assists, and a bit of a playmaker. And that's the talk about Daniel Yarov, more of a playmaker. And in the KHL, again, the numbers are the same because he's been in the MHL, which I'll say again is the basically the AHL version of the, you know, the, the KHL's version of the AHL, if you get the idea. <laughs> Four goals, five assists in 45 games. But again, you know, maybe steps forward, this and that. It's... Obviously, no rush, <laughs> no rush to see him like dominate or anything crazy like that. It'd be nice, but it kind of is what it is. Let's get to the Iowa Wild now that I've covered uh, the two main Euro prospects at the moment, the two main ones. Yes, uh, Jesper Volstad will be an all-star. Will, will be a Volstar for the AHL. Yes, he will be a Volstar in the AHL. Samuel Walker will be a, a uh, will. will <laughs> Samuel Vacher will be a, uh, an all-star as well. Yes, yes, he will. Uh, another uh, good showing. Multiple multiple point games here recently. Adam Beckman had a three-point game this past week. That's awesome. So Adam Beckman still, though. Uh, he actually is second on the team in goals with 11. Uh, 19 points in 29 games. 11 goals, 8 assists. Fogarty continues to be one of the better players. And <laughs> Nick Patan every night. It's at least one or two points every single night. But again, he's, he's one of those quad-A guys that star, an absolute star in the AHL and an okay fourth liner in the National Hockey League. Boldy, of course, again, yeah, he's been banged up as well. I mean, I can imagine he's hurt a bit too, but yeah, players get, players get all kinds of warts on their body and injuries with the puck and hitting them and sticks and stuff, so there's a reason sometimes why they don't play as well as other times. Maybe their hand's got a bruise the size of, you know, yeah, maybe their hand is blue. (laughs) So there is that. That might be one of the reasons why Baldy's not been playing so hot. Um, but yeah, Sam Samuel Walker, Sammy Walker's been wonderful in the AHL and absolutely a legitimate player at the NHL level. Multi-point game for Michael Milne recently. Love love that. So really nice to see. Uh, again, it's not all that productive so far at the AHL level. Three goals, three assists for six points in 24 games. Ryan O'Rourke got his sixth point. He is now tied with Damon Hunt. Hunt has been in the hunt for points for quite a while and for Red October, but that's another story. Uh, I'm just kidding. Nick Sweeney with a goal and assist also very recently. Love that this past week. So, like, like, love to see that, Sweeney. He's at a half a point a game. So, he was at 14 games forever. He was out for a long time. But he's back and he's productive and hopefully he can get caught up again. I feel bad because Sweeney last year was one of the leading scorers. Of course, again, he got banged up again. So, He's one of those gritty type of players that gets hurt, unfortunately. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt anymore, damn it. Marco Rossi maintaining the point-to-game pace. 16 points in 16 games, 5 goals, 11 assists. He is maintaining 
a point a game pace, which is a, a good thing. Um, Volstead, who had you know struggled a little bit early, had a shutout recently. No, no, that was McIntyre. Sorry, but he's been keeping teams down to one goal or one or two goals quite a bit lately, and that's where you're seeing the goals against average dropping now down to 2.87. It's not a great number, but to make the All-Star team already, pretty cool. Doesn't mean he's the best goalie in the AHL or anything, but it does mean he's 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 looked on in a positive light, and a lot of people like to see what he can do. So very impressive. He's actually been a little bit better, you know, than Zane McIntyre, and that's why he's starting a couple more games. They're both actually eight and seven on the year. Again, very encouraging after a terrible start to the season. Iowa's been turning things around and been winning some games. It helps that they score a goal once in a while, too. And again, a guy like Sammy Walker kind of is what it is. Of course, he's going to be a factor. And some of the younger guys that have either been there for a little while or are this is their first year or so there, they're starting to step up a little bit, like Aurora, you know, getting a little better. Uh, Sweeney getting healthy is a huge, huge help. Huge help. Baton's been valuable. Again, veteran guys that are, you know, that are there helping, making the team better, this and that. Um, and yeah, and and Rossi maintaining, you know, that point of game pace, which I said about six times already. Sorry, uh, Fogarty, another one of the quad A players, great AHL player, but you know, NHL level, it's just yeah, kind of sorta, you know, kind of thirteenth forward type of guy, to to be uh, to be honest. And I don't I don't like to be rude or mean, but it's just kind of how it is, unfortunately. <laughs> Carson Lambos, Carson Lambos, yeah, well. Again, talk is he's more of a second-pairing defenseman. He projects more out that way long-term. But, I mean, well, 26th pick in a draft, you're not necessarily getting the next Brent Burns, but you're you're hoping you might, but not necessarily. So, <laughs> four goals, 20 assists, 24 points in 29 games. Actually at a slower pace than last year, so he's taken a step back, but at plus 26, which is great. But even that's a step back from last year. He was in the 40s. Uh, Jack Perch. Jack Pert, I'm going to go back to the other one if I didn't close it. I don't think I did, but yeah, I might have. It's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, it's buried underneath everything, so apologize. Uh, Jack Pert, World Junior Classic, did get three assists. Three assists for Jack Pert, so I love that. World Junior Classic, three assists for the U.S. of A. Of course, 15 points, two goals, 13 assists so far for St. Cloud State as uh, they're resuming everything now, getting going. World Junior Classic and all the, you know, obviously you had the Christmas slash winter break and then the, um, you know, World Junior Classics and all that. But uh, St. Cloud State will be resuming action. And Jack Pert, three assists in seven games. Very respectable numbers in the World Junior Classic. Ben Kier, who also was there for Canada. <coughs> Kaden, Kaden Ben Kier. Only had one assist in the seven games he played, but Canada beat the U.S. in the semis, which was frustrating. Uh, Bankier is an alternate captain for the Cam Looms Blazers, and he's been incredibly good for them. Twenty Already at 21 goals, which he had all last year in 68 games. He has 21 goals in 26 games, 39 total points. Very, very solid. And again, you're hoping he's going to develop. Again, he's still at the junior level. You're hoping he's going to take a step forward, and he did. So good for him. Um, I'm going to kind of go back and forth with some of these guys. Let's go with the uh, Euro guys that were in the World Junior Classic. Spechik, David Spechik, of course. It runs in the family, the NHL, and all that. Amazing. Uh, very, yeah, an amazing World Junior Classic. The best player for Minnesota of the prospects in the World Junior Classic playing for Chechia. 
in seven games, he had three goals, five assists. And let's not forget, he's a defenseman. So, again, hello, Rasmus Dahlin. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, not the same country, but I'm just saying, Rasmus Dahlin, like, numbers there, right? <laughs> and I know, they're like, yeah, right, Joey. But Spachik just might end up being one of those really, really nice picks. Kirill Kaprizov was a fifth-round pick. That's, you know, Kirill Kaprizov was a fifth-round pick. I know the fear with him was, well, is he even going to come to the United States? So, where, you know, Spachik, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Judd, Judd and crew, Judd and Bill Guerin found a real gem there, and I hope so. Things are very promising coming from that direction, and Petrovsky's been super good as well from Slovakia. From Slovakia. Sorry. Uh, yep, again, he was the second best player. Two goals and an assist in five games. Three points for him for Slovakia for the Owen Sound attack at the junior level. 34 total points in 31 games. Appreciate that as well. And of course, Spatchek, I'll backtrack very briefly here. Obviously, super, super strong season at the junior level as well. Again, playing in North America. So that's always helpful. He's in the queue. 29 games, 6 goals, 20 assists. He's a plus, uh, is he a plus 18? No, he's a plus 7. Sorry, plus 7. But again, very strong. Very strong defenseman with a lot of, uh, lot of potential. And it's really nice to have you. Really nice to have you. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to what he can do. Kyle Mostas, I always have fun with that one. Again, again, just massive jump. Massive, massive, massive jump. It's at the WHL, Yes. But when he only had 14 points at 65 games last year, and he's already at 40, he's already he's, he's more than a point a game. Right shot defenseman, 40 freaking points. Three, uh, 33 assists. Unbelievable uh, season for Kyle Masters. Massive step up. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That guy, uh, I look forward to seeing what he could do in the AHL in the not-too-distant future. He turns 20 on April the 9th. 2003 is 20 years ago already. Wow. But nice jump by Kyle Masters. Nice jump by Kyle Masters. Josh Pilar, yep. Missed a ton of games, uh, unfortunately, this year. Still at only 12 games, 12 points. So, Josh Pilar, it is what it is there. Nate Benoit. Nate Benoit, 12 points in 29 games. Four goals, eight assists for him. Who's Nadinov? Love what he can do. Obviously, 28 points, 48 games, 9 goals, 19 assists. Certainly not dominating, but obviously a skill set that is not easy to find. A great skater, great defensive player, and you know, great speed and all that. So definitely nice skill set for him. With that said, that should wrap up the... No, no, I'm not done yet. They got to go to the super young guys now. Hunter Hate, they're all in the juniors now. Um... Just a few left to go. Hunter Haight still doing very well against Saginaw Spirit. Again, the three, the eight points in three games, that was a little bit of a flash in the pan, but he's still more than a point a game. <laughs> uh, 13 points, 20 games. I believe those are the same numbers from last week, so we'll move quickly from that. Regar Lorenz, Lorenz, Lorenz. Yep, 20 games for the University of Denver. Five points so far. Again, playing on the bottom lines there so far as a freshman. Very young guy there. We already talked about Milne, so let's go to Healy from Harvard. I love talking about this guy. Yeah, no, I like doing the Harvard thing. Yep, he's playing on, playing on Harvard. Hail to Harvard. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Right shot defenseman. Yep, still at the 15 games, though. He's missed time. One goal, five assists. Hail to Harvard. Ryan Healy. 
and we already talked about Spachik and Petrovsky. So that is the end of the prospects. We will now take a break and come back for yet another fan, uh, fun, action-packed fan interaction segment. here on Brave the Wild fan interaction segment. May or may not be as many as last week. Probably not as many as last week. It was a very epic week and really appreciate every one of you that were, (laughs) I really appreciate every one of you that interacted last week. And, you know, and those of you that aren't back, it's okay. I I know I hope I didn't annoy you or anything. Probably not. Maybe you're just busy or this week or whatever reason. Just don't feel like it. But uh, those of you that did, thank you. You guys are freaking awesome. At Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild is the Twitter account. And I asked, uh, does this downtrend bring a Minnesota Wild question to mind? Ask Brave the Wild and tag it, hashtag man and ask as many questions as you'd like. Please retweet. Yeah, okay, I didn't even need to read that part, but those of you that did, thank you. Um, those of you that did, thank you very much. I should look and see who actually retweeted the most recent episode. I've rudely not been mentioning that, so I'm going to backtrack here real quick. Because, yeah, those of you that did retweet, when I actually uploaded the show, Hockey Podcast Network, Devil's State of Mind. Again, they're on the Hockey Podcast Network. Vince Germano out of Australia. Thank you so much, Vince. Tom Hayen, Jay Bushy, Derek Felska, Brian Herrera. You guys are awesome. Just awesome. And I'm saying that with sincerity. I'm not just saying it. Because why would I just say it? That'd be pretty tacky. Um, as for those of you that retweeted the uh, recent thing, I want to mention you as well. You, you know, you deserve yep, Steve Snyder, Derek Felska, Jay Bushy. Thank you guys so much. Seriously, seriously though, um, what just happened? What just happened? Um, I'm guessing this will show up. I'm gonna go here. Yep. Okay. Yep. They're right there. Jay Bushy says, and again, please, uh, like I was saying, hashtag or tag it. Yeah, hashtag BTWM. That way, everything can be organized. As long as I click the latest button, everything is in chronological order, which I really, really, really like. I think that's awesome. Uh, Jay Bushy says, last three games, too many odd man rushes. Your thoughts? Oh, yes. And, yep, I I ranted a little bit about that in the first segment. Yeah, the turnovers, the sloppy play. Yeah, my thoughts are, yeah, it's got to stop. And I'm hoping that uh, this team, this team with veterans, young guys and veterans, and the coaching staff and everything can get this, uh, you know, can get this squared away at least a a bit. They're never going to be perfect, of course. But I, that's why I'm predicting a pretty good week this week. Maybe not being able to beat Washington, but who knows? Maybe maybe the Wild do go 3-0. and Maybe the Wild go 0-3. But uh, if, if they keep the odd man rushes going on, they could go 0-3 this week. They could even lose to Arizona, which would suck. Because Arizona wins games once in a while, though they've been pitiful lately. Yep, so yes, way too many odd man rushes. Brian Herrera says, Which current Wild player do you think would be the uh, best to drink with and who might be a nightmare? Best to drink with. <laughs> Best to drink with. Probably Mark Andre Fleury. Probably Mark Andre Fleury would probably be the best to drink with. He, you know, he just seems like the kind of guy who has got a good conversation. You know, he's, he's got good conversation skills. He's got the nice smile, uh, entertaining kind of personality, and <laughs> probably drop one or two uh, one or two hundred f bombs uh, as well. A nightmare? I don't know. 
<laughs> maybe Felino if somebody gets uh, maybe maybe Felino if if he somebody makes him mad like nearby or something he's if he's in a bad mood maybe Felino if he's in a bad mood I'm just imagining uh, Ryan Reeves <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, I don't know a nightmare maybe Greenway <laughs> maybe Greenway he'd just be too dopey I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking of the other guys on the grief line where once upon a time it was like the geek line, you know, guys like, what was it, uh, Greenway, Eck, and, uh, and uh, uh, what was his name? What was the guy's name that got hurt all the time, but he was, you know, he's okay. First round pick. Uh, oh, come on. I must be an idiot. Uh, Coonan. Yep, geek. Yeah, and that's geek, you know, Greenway, Eck, and, and Coonan. Geek. They really were the geek line and everything. So probably... Either Green, Greenway or Erickson Eck, a Jewel Erickson Eck. One of those two, I think, would be a, the nightmare. But obviously, nothing personal or anything against them. <laughs> but just, but you know, just for, just for bleeps and giggles, as they say. Ah, uh, that was a fun one. Thank you, <laughs> Derek Felska. Deal or no deal, right? <laughs> Dealing one top prospect, Rossi, who's Nadinov, Ugrin or or Ogren. Yurov, Lambos, yep. uh, and this year's top, and this year's first for a top six center, Miller, Horvat. Even if you may not be able to resign them, deal or no deal. Oh boy, it would be much better if you could resign them because that's kind of expensive. Um, I don't know. I don't know. In the current cap situation, we're probably screwed. And we'd end up throwing away prospects. Oh, man. I don't know. We, we have pieces on this team, but can we really truly compete? Would it be, would it be, oh, man. Yes, I mean, it'd be really exciting to have, considering, again, our center position. I mean, what do you have? Steele, Hartman, you know, Jules Arsenak is good, obviously. They, they don't, you know, but he's not even on the top line, even though he could be very easily. It's just a chemistry thing. Um, how Steele's been good, obviously. To be fair, he's not great. It would be it'd be great. It's just again, like the cap situation kind of puts me in a weird feeling about all that. And of course, you're not going to be able to keep everybody, especially the fact we have like 19 defensemen, right? <sighs> Including a guy uh, named uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Guy, I keep forgetting to talk about Brock Faber. I always forget to talk about him, and I apologize. Uh, again, they're you know, they split this past week with the St. Cloud State Huskies. Uh, Pert didn't play, from what I can tell. Yeah, Pert didn't play in that series, unfortunately. Faber's got 16 points in 23 games, 13 assists, by the way, only two goals. But yeah, um, sorry, I had to backtrack because I got to mention how Brock Faber is doing with the Gophers. My apologies. Um, see, with guys like that, I think maybe like one of the Prospects might have to be a defense, or like you said, Lambos. Maybe, maybe Lambos. I would be willing to do that. Rossi, there's always that maybe what if possibility type thing. Who's Nadinov? Same thing. I'm kind of, kind of scared to trade them. Lambos, I'm a little down on lately. Maybe, maybe that would come back to bite us in the you know what. But I guess that's a risk you have to take. If a Miller, you know, JT Miller, right from Vancouver. I'm guessing that right because uh, yeah, I don't think it's the New York one. Um, used to be with New York, uh, J.T. Miller or uh, Bo Harvat. 
be a massive upgrade for Minnesota, and maybe there is hope you could resign him. Like Carlos Correa. He's leaving. There's no way he's going to stay with the Minnesota Twins, and believe me, well, he did leave. And then he left again. And then, and then, and then, you know, it just kept falling through with the uh, with the Giants and Mets, which is funny. And it's like, oh, the Twins are back in the conversation. Yeah, get out of here. Okay, Lucy, go ahead and pull the ball away again, Lucy. You know, that type of thing. And then all of a sudden, Charlie Brown makes contact with the ball, and it's the best kickoff ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> it happened. Yep, so the Twins did get Carlos Correa. Maybe it would be kind of like that, where it would be a back and forth. We'd somehow find a way to keep a player, but... Ah, who am I fooling? How the heck could we keep him? That's the one thing with the cap situation. So it would definitely be a rental and a vibe of, uh, do you really think this team can make a long run? Now that I've dragged this out way too far, I apologize. Great question, though. That's why. Um, I'm leaning I'm leaning no just for that reason, but uh, it's, it's all about how competitive do you think this team could be this year. It would be fun, and if I had to gun to my head, make a uh, move, it would be uh, Lambos. Ugrin, you're off? No, 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 no. <laughs> not unless, uh, yeah, not unless uh, I would have to really feel confident we're going to be able to resign them. Um, Derek Felska says, and of course, Derek probably has a different opinion somewhere there, I'm sure, <laughs> and that's totally fine. That's what makes the our off the uh, off the mic conversations a lot of fun, actually. And I'm I apologize, I'm slow to respond sometimes. By the way, just so you know, um, sometimes I am slow to respond. Uh, I even got a uh, message from the. Uh, uh, Sens Tennial Podcast. They're also on the Hockey Podcast Network. Really cool. Uh, what a nice logo, by the way. And I, I've always kind of liked the Ottawa Senators. Always kind of have a soft spot for them. Believe me, I was cheering for you guys, in case you're listening right now. Um, I was cheering for you guys mightily over the Anaheim Ducks back when you guys were in the Cup Final, but unfortunately, just freaking Ducks won that series. That was frustrating. I, you know, Daniel Alfred said all you guys. It was a great team. Um, I wish they won. Derek says, what Canadian major junior team has the best jerseys and logo? Ooh, uh, ooh, uh. What was the team that, uh, what was the team that Huznadinov played on? I really like that one. I'm going to go back. Not, 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 not Huznadinov. Alexander Hovanov. I think it's the Wildcats, right? Monk, and Wildcats. I think I like theirs. I'm going to look at it again. Um, otherwise the Kamloops Blazers. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I like the Kamloops Blazers a lot. Uh, I'm going to look that up real quick. Dang, nabbit. I can't even type, man, and I apologize. I, sometimes I try to do something on the run and I screw it up. Ma, yeah, Moncton. Moncton. Not Moncton. Moncton. Wildcats. Yep. I think it's them. Yeah, the logo is pretty cool. Eh. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's good. There were some others that I liked more. Ah, I forgot, though. What was the one? Yep. Oh, yeah, the the Cape, uh, Cape Breton Eagles was a pretty cool one. I remember, yep, yep, yep. I have a, yep, Derek, uh, yep, if it's okay to say, Derek uh, gave me a shirt from there. I really appreciate that. That was awesome. Okay, here we go. Here's a bunch of teams. I forgot. There was one that I really liked. I really liked. Ah, oh, there it is. There it is. Yep, the one with the pirate ship thing. Uh, and it's probably the hardest thing to pronounce. Bay Camille Drakar. Yes, absolutely. That is the one. And they have kind of a Calgary frame flames-like look. Oh, God, yes. Yep, we have a winner. We have a winner. That's who it was. I remember who it was. Thank God I was able to magically pull up like a bunch of logos here on the fly without even having to 
<laughs> they look just like the Calgary Flames a bit from the distance. From a distance, I like that. Um, so, of course, yes, I, I'm in love with the Calgary Flames uniforms and such. And that is a freaking logo. Holy crap. It's like a dragon on the front. Uh, you know, the big sails and the, and the instead of uh, uh, paddles, it's hockey sticks. It's so cool. It's kind of Viking helm helmets uh, underneath as they're rowing the ship with the shields and stuff. That is a freaking logo. So, Bay Camo uh, Drakar. That is my club. Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. That's my team. Yep. <laughs> Drakar. That is my team with the best logo and uniforms and all that. So, yep. We, we have a winner. We have a winner. Somehow I was able to get that best jerseys and logo. Yep. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you for that question. Those are fun. Uh, Derek continues. Derek Felscott, lightning round, says, what do you think is the best way to introduce someone to NHL hockey? North, North Stars, Stanley Cup, no, not the Stanley Cup final, the playoff run. The Minnesota North Stars playoff run, or the Minnesota Wild playoff run from 03. That's a fun way to do it. Or, actually, just if you can, me right now, I don't know if I can afford it. I'm so broke lately, but taking them to a game, because they'll be like, whoa, this is cool. Like, you know, taking them to an actual game is a great way to do it. Um, I'm more of a stay-at-home, watch-the-game guy, but going to games is freaking cool. It's been a while. I'll just leave that as is. Um, but that's a great way to do it. Derek continues uh, with the lightning round, says, what is your ideal NAS? Up, oh, up, oh, I jumped ahead, pardon me. Do you think, uh, do I think Alex Goligoski will finish the season as a member of the Minnesota Wild? Um, 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 no, I'll say no. This is, it's kind of like a 51-49, but I'll say no. I, I think, I think he winds up with another club with a chance to play and all that, unless he really says, I really want to stay. But Alex Goligoski can still play a bit. Um, he's decent. And of course, again, you have all kinds of prospects coming up, like again, Brock Faber. I wouldn't be surprised if Goligoski is traded away at some point. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's brought it up uh, before. He he doesn't play enough. And I understand his frustration. Believe me, I would be mad too. So I'll say no. Uh, what is your ideal NES hockey lineup of skaters? Fat guys, tall guys, skinny guys, uh, little fast guys. Yep, just like the song you heard lead that leads into this segment every week. That that's that is NES, NES ice hockey. Um, for me, it's two medium guys and two big guys. I I leave the skinny guys away because they get they get knocked off the puck too fast um i love or too easily part of me i love how fast they are but they get knocked around so it's two big guys or two medium that that's one that's i've had the most success with that i love the medium guys the most honestly um so because yeah you can have the, the yeah the fat guys and all that but yeah remember there's the two there's medium as well there's fat you know the big guys the uh and then the tall skinny ones so um, I go with the uh, two medium and two big, now that I've repeated myself six times. Derek says, will the Boston Bruins lose less than 12 regular season games this season? Maybe. What are they at right now for? Holy moly, man. Holy moly. Holy moly. I would say that's probably not going to, that's probably not going to stay at this pace. Oh, 12. I thought you said 8. Yeah, 8, 8. No way. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, maybe like 11, 10, 11. So I'll say, yes, they will lose less than 12 regular season games this season. Um, and you mean regulation or overtime loss? 
because I think he means regulation, right? Because overtime loss, they're already at eight losses. So probably not in that case. But um, for like regular loss, like just regulation loss, they will lose less than 12. They will lose less than 12. Even New Jersey's already got 12. Wow. 12 regulation losses. Wow. That's surprising. Because, yeah, they've dropped off. They're the fourth seed now. Crazy. But they're still good. They should still be a good playoff team. And an example of being patient with the young guys and then, holy cow, hopefully the Wild can do that with uh, a nice, rich uh, prospect uh, farm and all that, which for the longest time hadn't been doing much in Iowa. But they're starting to show encouraging signs. Derek Felka says, with one half of the NHL season behind us, what Minnesota Wild player besides Kirill Kaprizov do you think is primed to have a great second half? Second half. Uh... Great second half. Let me go back. Let me go back real quick. How did he word it real quick? Which actual player? So it's not like a necessarily young. Could be anybody. Well, he's he's been frustrating lately, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Boldy kind of took off a bit. I, I wouldn't. Uh, Zuccarillo's been on an unbelievable pace, a torn pace. Uh Eriksson-Eck is obviously having a wonderful year. It's going to be Boldy or Addison, I think. One of those two guys, um, probably. I don't see Greenway doing anything that great. I think he is what he is. The only other guy that I could see maybe really stepping up is Brandon Duhame. And that's kind of like out in left field there. Uh, as long as he stays bleeping healthy, Brandon Duhame might end up really showing what he can do because he looked so promising at the beginning of the season. But... In realistic circles, it's going to be Boldy or Addison, I think. One of those two guys is going to have a major step forward going through the rest of the season. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. Um, lightning round. Yep, and this is the last comment right here. Unless I missed some, I'll dig around a little bit. But Derek wraps it up saying, if there is one NHL player slash prospect that is no longer playing from the past that you wish to see how he would fare on our current roster, who would it be? Minnesota Wild player, huh? From the past. Okay, let me think. Um, how would he fare with, with the team? I would love to see... Well, one guy I'd love to see is Andrew Burnett for sure. Uh, obviously, Gabrick, that's a given. You know, I mean, how would Gabrick do right now? He'd probably be about the same, right? Gabrick, he'd be about the same, and it would be wonderful to see him on Minnesota again. That would be cool. Um... Walls is obviously interesting, though, of course. A lot of people not a big fan of his color commentary, and I, I understand that. I, I do. I do. I'm kind of been waking up a bit on that one. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a retired player, right? Like a, like a, you know, I don't know, like a, uh, could be somebody like a Nick Letty or something. Well, Letty, uh, I don't know, Granlin. Uh, but like, say, former, how would they fare? Yeah, you're probably thinking somebody from the past, like a Bouchard or something. Gabrick for sure. Gabrick, Brunette, guys like that. I'd love to see how they would do with the current team. I mean, even like a Willie Mitchell. I'd love, oh, I'd love, love that. But that's kind of where I'm leaning. It's not really like a uh, gun to my head type of answer, so I apologize. But uh, player or prospect that is no longer playing. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So it's not Grandland or anybody. Sorry, sorry. I thought, I thought that's what you said. Prospect too, maybe like how would they pair? Maybe maybe prospects that didn't make it, like a James Shepard. Maybe would he be better? Probably not in his case. Bouchard maybe. Um, I mean, obviously, like the given is the low hanging fruit is Gabrick, but 
it'd be cool to see like a a, a brunette. I'd like to see brunette right now, how he would fare. Like it, it is kind of curious because he was a little on the slower side, but he was so skilled. Like how would he fare on the current roster? So I'll say Anna brunette. Just kind of curiosity, that type of thing. Um, and I do believe that is everything. And really appreciate the lightning round. Love love hearing from uh, Derek and love hearing from all of you guys. Jay Bushy. Brian Herrera. I don't think Steve Snyder said anything, did he? He just uh, he retweeted though, which I really appreciate. Thank you, Steve. Um, hope to hear from you some more. Maybe he missed the tweet or something. And Tom Hayen, lightning round. Those are so cool. <laughs> but yeah, Derek Belskill, yeah, you are a pillar of this show. Really appreciate you so much. Um, other shout-outs again. Uh, Minnesota Wild Global, Scott Cavendish, Kathy Maine, Chad Walski, uh, you know, you can David Abraham, Michael Fick, uh, David and Chance Kostick, really appreciate all of you. It's a wonderful, wonderful page. And uh, Patrick Turner of Minnesota Wild Nation, awesome, awesome page as well. Great guy coming out of Florida. Awesome guy. You know, thank you, Patrick, and uh, really appreciate you. Um, so I always got to give you a shout-out in a big way. MNW Prospects. MNW Prospects, also known as Young Guns. Pavel Bonnet, Justin Bakke, Brandon Quas. Uh, I believe Chad Walski's contributed. Merrick Skyba's contributed. Uh, Pablo Bonnet's out of Chechia. Justin Bakke's from uh, uh, Minnesota. I believe he's a Duluth guy, though. Duluth Bulldogs. Uh, I keep calling it, yeah, Bulldogs. I said it correctly. <laughs> Brandon Quastum is a Wisconsin fan, from what I know. I know he's a Packer fan at very least, but an awesome guy, though. Um, so a really, uh, really cool website to keep up with the uh, uh, pay, uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook page. They keep up with the prospects and do a great job. Pablo Bonnet also contributes a ton to uh, Minnesota Wild Global. So really appreciate you guys. And uh, again, Pablo Bonnet is responsible for this awesome Minnesota Wild logo. Just did a great job. It's so good. And of course, the MN Young Guns logo as well. And you can see they're related a bit. You can tell it's a similarity. But that's why do you think I like this logo so much, Shaila? Because he did such a good job with the Young Guns logo. Him being Pablo Bonnet. Um... Another announcement for those of you that are, because this is probably the most gamery, the most retro gamery of all of my podcasts that I do. I do put retro games in all of them, like Purple Mafia, uh, Timberwolves Explosion, Freedom of Thought, I don't, uh, but that's kind of almost like a secret show in a way. Um, so this is the most video gamery show, so I'll give a shout out to, or not even a shout out, more of a shameless plug to video game flashback. Um, Legend of Zelda, a link to the past. I released the first part. I have to, I had to split it up into three parts. The first part was released last Saturday. Second part is literally scheduled to be released late tomorrow morning where it's like kind of the middle of the game, so to speak levels one through five in the dark world. For those of you that are, that care about that. And the third one will be coming out next week, I believe. And I'll be tweeting out something super shortly, hoping for uh, fan interaction for that one, or uh, feedback is what you call it in that show, because it's different. It's not, you know, <laughs> it's not sports fans. It's feedback about the, about the games. So Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, that'll be in part three. That'll be released next weekend. So I want to get some feedback for that. Uh, apologize if I'm doing a shameless plug for something totally unrelated here, but kind of related since I up and there's Flurry falling into the net with a puck. Damn it, Flurry. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it is what it is, right? Um, but uh, no, I mean, those of you that are interested, like the Brian Herrera, Derek Felska, um, I know there's some others. I think Tim McHugh is, is a retro gamer. I think so. 
I haven't heard from him lately too much. Hope to hear from you some more. But uh, again, uh, be on the lookout for that. The tweet for video game flashback. Twitter account for that is at VGF underscore podcast. At VGF underscore podcast. Sorry for my shameless plug, but I kind of kind of want to get that thing off the ground. It's a show that was created almost 15 years ago and was pretty much buried until like, um, when was it? Until December of this year. December of this year, or was it November? I can't remember. I think it was, yeah, the end of November or so. Um, it was kind of brought back to life out of nowhere after f- almost 15 years. So it was basically created and buried. And it's like, you know what? Why not? Let's have some fun. <laughs> so, yeah, finally doing that. Sorry again for babbling and babbling, but it's at the end of the show. So figured I'd mention that. Uh, that should wrap things up. I want to thank all of you. For everything, please, uh, you know, those of you that retweet and share, I just can't thank you enough. Word of mouth, all that. Please write a positive rating on any of the apps that allow you to do that, like Apple Podcasts and such. Positive rating or a positive star rating, five star, whatever it is. Those of you that have, thank you so much. Anybody else willing to, thank you so much in advance. Uh, if you want to call into the show, you can do that. Seems like it's mostly on Twitter, and we have a lot of fun with that. Maybe it's just better, but you can call in, too, if you want. Anybody can call in. Um, basically, open your smart device. There's a free voice recording app on every smart device on the planet. Open it up, press record, treat it like a phone call, and then when you stop, share it, slash, email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. You will then, uh, I then again, I will uh, change it into a, or convert it into an mp3 file, thanks to Zumzar with a Z, dot com. With that said, have a great week, and hopefully the Minnesota Wild indeed cut out these stinking odd man rushes. <laughs>